Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Sweat Like a Mother. I'm your host, Brooke Benton, and today I have a power walk workout that gets a little bit slower as we go through the workout. Unlike our previous four episodes that have been a power walk and it's sometimes a very fast power walk, always ending very strong, today we're going to start at a challenging pace, but then go slower and slower as we continue through the walk and make this a gentler version of Sweat Like a Mother. We're going to be talking about four of my favorite nonfiction books for self-improvement. This past Wednesday was National Book Lovers Day, so you can consider today's episode a celebration of National Book Lovers Day. Go ahead and grab any children that are joining us in today's workout, stick them in the jogging stroller, grab yourself a tall glass of water from the fridge, lace up your walking sneakers, and let's get going. Try to feel this downbeat and walk to it. Right, left, right, left. If your steps are in conjunction with the beat of this music, you're walking at 128 steps per minute. That's the fastest we're going to walk today. Have you heard the song Proud Mary by Tina Turner? If not, turn off this podcast right now and listen to that great song. Tina starts off by saying, every once in a while, you want to hear something from us nice and easy. Usually in Sweat Like a Mother, we do it nice and rough. In episodes one, two, three, and four, we've gone nice and rough. Today, I'm bringing it to you easy. Starting at a power walk, 128 steps per minute, but then we're gonna simmer down and finish just at 90 steps per minute. Right, left, right, left, steady as we go. Today we're talking about my favorite nonfiction books. I'm going to dive right in because I've got four of them and they're all excellent. We want to get through all four in our 20-minute walk and talk. First book I've just got to recommend to you is by a first-time author. She has never released a book before, but you wouldn't know it if you read Luana Marquez's Bold Move. Dr. Luana Marquez is a lecturer. She's a researcher. She's a psychiatrist at Harvard University. No dummy here. She knows the human brain. She knows psyche, and she knows avoidance. I did not know I was an avoidant person. I should have because when I was nine years old, I went to a psychiatrist who after one visit told my mama, she's got an avoidance disorder. This child has an avoidance disorder. And I'm like, please, that doctor saw me one time. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, turns out as an adult, I've realized I can't deal with conflict. Not at all. I can't take conflict. I suppress trauma. I flee from tough emotions. I ghosted before ghosting was a thing. Oh my gosh, huh, interesting. I am an avoidant person. I used to think I was just more in my head and needed more solitude than most people, but no, it's textbook avoidance. I find lots of ways to avoid. Used to be running and then I got a running injury and that sidelined me from being able to run, but don't worry, I found other options, booze. I used to be a big drinker. That's avoidance tactic. I used to use the internet, social media nonstop. I was addicted to being on social media because that was an avoidance tactic. Sweets, oh my goodness, Rice Krispie Treats, I couldn't get enough. Yes, I love sweets as an avoidance tactic. Projects, I'll get deep, deep, deep into a project. That project never happens to be cleaning. That never is an avoidance tactic that I go chasing down, but other projects, I will pigeonhole all my attention into a project in order to avoid something. But Dr. Luana Marquez addresses it. She goes into her own personal story and she really helps you navigate a way out in the book, Bold Move. You gotta read the book, Bold Move. 
Next book, we got to talk about the comfort crisis. Michael Easter released this book called The Comfort Crisis over the pandemic, and we all needed it at the time because we were spending each day every day in our comfy, comfy clothes, sitting on comfy, comfy couches, doing a lot, a lot of nothing. And so we picked up the book, The Comfort Crisis, and got an aha moment. We were never wired to be as comfortable as we are with everything. We use a remote control instead of going to the television to change channels. We take the escalator instead of taking the stairs if there's an escalator option. We don't even roll down our own windows in our car. We have a button that does that. The trunk of my car won't even let me use my muscles to lift the hatch. I press a button and that hatch lifts for me and I press another button and it closes, requiring no manual effort. This is bananas and it's bad for us. Michael Easter addresses it and he goes into how gratifying it can be to partake in a masogi every year. A masogi is a Japanese term that means doing something extremely out of your comfort zone that there is a high likelihood of failure. But once you commit to the masogi, you burn the ship. You don't give yourself a way out of this because if there was a way out of it, you would take it. You're used to waving the white flag anytime things get hard. That is a crisis, a comfort crisis. It is so good for your development. And Michael goes into all the science behind it. But your development as a more mature human being, as living life to the fullest carpe diem, there is strong science supporting that you need to do hard things in order to achieve that. And I'm not just saying go from running a 5K to a 10K. That's not a masogi. There has to be a very high chance that you're not going to succeed with this. So that's going from running a 5K to running an ultra marathon. You said it fat hairy goal and chase that down years and years and years ago this was 2010 I had moved to Austin and then the day before the Texas 4000 I came across the event and I'm like huh there are students at the University of Texas they're about to ride their bicycles from Austin Texas to Anchorage Alaska fighting cancer every mile it's a 4,000 mile bike ride and Austinites were invited to join them on the first day of the ride. We rode from Austin, Texas to Lampasas, Texas, and that is a 53-mile trek. I didn't have a road bike, but I had a beach cruiser in the garage that had flat tires because I didn't ride it very often. I didn't have any cycle gear, but I had some jogging shorts and a power wide tank. And so yeah, I showed up on that day, the next day, to join the Texas 4000 in a 53 mile bike ride through the Texas Hill Country to get to Lampasas. I'll tell you, the medic crew told me after the ride, if we were taking bets on who we were gonna have to rescue from this ride, it was you. You didn't have a water bottle. Nah, I didn't. You didn't have any gear, no goo no sunscreen. I had a cell phone that I had a group fitness instructor microphone bag that I stuck my cell phone in and I was the traveling DJ on my banana seat beach cruiser going 53 miles in the hills to make it to Lampasas because by golly if these University of Texas students were fighting cancer every mile for 4,000 miles I would do 53. That's a masogi. You need a masogi to grow as a human being. It's gratifying. There are two rules with the masogi. One, make it very hard. Two, don't die. 
And you could say there's a third rule, never violate rule number two. Don't die. Your Masogi does not have to be a race or any kind of fitness event. It may be something that's going to change you mentally and emotionally. This is a good time to tell you about my Masogi from the past year because it involved my youngest child starting kindergarten, leaving me with an empty house all day, every day. Quietness. I thought I was going to be elated. It's August right now and we're recording this podcast. So some of you have children that are about to start kindergarten and you're like, hallelujah, I will have time to get things done. I will have peace and quiet. That's what I thought was going to happen. But let me tell you what actually did. I spiraled. In August 2022, I spiraled down a very deep and low spiral. I told you I had a running injury. It was an overuse running injury. The technical title is Proximal Hamstring Tendinopathy, PHT. If you really want to know, that is a bad pain in the butt where the hamstrings insert into the glute horrible pain there and the worst thing for it is running or sitting for extended periods of time. To this day I still deal with PHT but it was really fired up then to the point that I couldn't run at all and that had been a bonding activity that my daughter and I did together every single morning. We had called it morning adventures and since she was a baby every morning we would go on a morning adventure where I would stick her in the jogging stroller and I would jog and as she got older she became the snack lady so she got to get all her snacks and we went into that in episode number one but I would jog and she would eat her snacks we would have morning adventures. After the running injury set in in February I would then go on morning power walks with her couldn't run but we still had our morning adventures I still had time with my right hand man my girl is my right hand man she gets me she is so sweet she is so loving she is pure sugar and every morning we did our morning adventures even though it wasn't running anymore it was walking and work for me wasn't going real great my industry changed tremendously over COVID. Yours did too. Every industry changed a lot during COVID. But workout DVD stars used to get paid very handsomely to create content with fitness products. They would be packaged with the product and we'd earn about, my going rate was $5,000 a DVD. That's a very handsome paycheck for making material that's then packaged with fitness equipment and people learn how to properly use fitness equipment, don't injure themselves at home. Well, now every Tom, Dick, and Larry has a cell phone camera that they can create fitness content with and they will give that content for free to any company that'll take it. And if you will tag me on Instagram, thank you, thank you, thank you. All they need is a expression of gratitude and maybe a tag, but they'll take just blasting their material out for free. And so that job is non-existent now that fitness professionals with high levels of education get paid handsomely to create DVDs are now a dinosaur. It's just online content. Also, as a writer, I was paid by magazines to write fitness articles. Now those magazines don't exist. That has been a dying trade. People get their magazines from e-magazines, but they're free, and so writers get paid really poorly. You're like, well, what about the subscription-based magazines? Those are clawing and trying to stay relevant, but it is such an uphill battle for them. I still provide pro bono work to Prevention Premium because they have a really great subscription service that I want so badly for them to succeed. So 
I provide some work for free to help that be a successful platform for a paid subscription model that people get sound advice and some really great content on Prevention Premium. But people buying magazines from magazine racks at a grocery store, that's no longer a thing. So my industries had changed. I didn't know which way to turn. I had applied for a bunch of different jobs and now Juliana had started school and I had a lot of time on my hands. Let's slow down our walk right here, right now. Listen, right, left, right, left. So Juliana had started school. I no longer was going on my morning adventures by myself because I felt lonesome and felt sorry for myself. If I didn't have my girl and I couldn't run and I didn't have a job, I was just gonna get a coffee cup out of the cupboard and put Chardonnay in it. Instead of coffee, no, no. I would just start drinking wine early in the morning. I'm not proud of this. I'm totally not proud of what happened one year ago right now. But I'm also not proud that it didn't stop quickly. I had an empty house and time on my hands and I couldn't dig myself out of this hole. So I would drink. And then I would start eating food that's not good for me because who cares? What does it matter? And I just didn't see a way that life was going to get bright again. I was gaining weight and I was getting more and more dependent on the alcohol as if it was going to lift me up. Alcohol doesn't do that. Alcohol is a depressant. But I allowed this to continue for months and months. And then in February, February of 2023, Mama got a brand new bag. I decided in February 2023, I was ready for my Masogi. I wasn't ready to wean off of alcohol. And depending on how much you're drinking, you may need to wean off for medical reasons. It may be dangerous for you, life-threatening even, to go to cold turkey. But it wasn't for me, and I decided when I woke up and went to the gym, I was at Lifetime, and I looked at my knuckles, and they had red wine stains on them. I was like, this is the last time. I'm done. Not just done until five o'clock, not just done until the weekend. I'm done with living this way. I will not drink anymore. And I had a trip coming up. I am a freelance writer for a travel magazine and that is unpaid. I will let you know, it looks glamorous if you follow me on social media and see some of the resorts that I ride on. It's an unpaid gig. But I had a trip coming up to a very nice property that I knew would have the best wines. If you're a drinker, you almost salivate when you think of getting good wine for free. And I knew that was coming up the next month. I'm like, do I really want to quit drinking right now, knowing that that trip's coming up, or do I just want to not drink until then, and then change the rule to drinking only while I'm at the resort and it's free? Nope. I was ready to stop and stop now and stop for good and make healthy habits set up straight like a domino. My Masogi was turning life around. We're still walking at the same cadence. Nothing's changed. Right, left, right, left. I was ready for my Masogi to be going from drinking out of the coffee cup Chardonnay every morning, going into night, going into waking up with a hangover the next day and being a little bit grouchy to everybody and living in this fuzzy life and waking up every night uh, kind of petrified that something horrible is going to happen because anxiety attacks. I was done with all of this. I was ready to quit drinking once and for all. And when you're reading The Comfort Crisis, Michael Easter is also sober. Alcohol just does not serve you. It doesn't. You think it's helping you? Baloney. It's not. Alcohol is making the bad things in your life worse. So
So my first domino was quitting drinking. Then I was also going to change the way I was eating. If I ate more fiber, it would flush through my system and help my gut to clean itself out. I don't need a cleanse. I needed more fiber from whole foods, from real foods. So I was gonna start eating more fiber. And instead of killing it with cardio, I would lift heavy dumbbells. Lift heavy dumbbells five days a week. Not for a long time, 10 to 20 minutes, that's all. I was gonna yield screen time. No more picking up my cell phone first thing in the morning and putting other people and their pets above my own wellness. I'm gonna keep my cell phone away from me for the first hour of the day. I started setting all these dominoes up straight. And this is a masogi. This is going from out of control to getting my life together. And I decided I would start a program called a Heavy 100. Heavy 100 is an acronym for heavy dumbbell lifting, endurance aerobic activity outdoors, abstaining from alcohol, vegetables galore, yielding screen time. And it would last for 100 days. And I recruited people to do it with me because everything is better together. If I'm doing anything and it's great and it's gratifying and it's serving me I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna want you to do it too so I started heavy hundred that got people involved my husband joined he lost over 20 pounds over the course of a hundred days I lost almost 20 but it wasn't about the number it was about getting well and I still wasn't running very much I had to face the fact that I'm injured and running exacerbates the injury. My body doesn't need a run. It needs a walk and it needs me to speak kindly to myself. It needs me to address trauma that I had suppressed, sexual trauma, trauma that was so painful that I would rather store it in my tissues and let the body keep the score than have to face that this happened and metabolize it. It did happen. Another good book for you to read is The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Klok. It is a tough read. It's a heartbreaking read, but it's a necessary read if you deal with trauma and we all deal with trauma in some way. I didn't intend on including that in our top four, but it is a really great book and I needed to chase that rabbit to recommend that book as well. But back to the comfort crisis and back to to my Masogi of 2023, which was pulling myself up from my boot strings, out of that low spiral, and up to the highest of highs by heavy dumbbell lifting, talking kindly to my injury, letting it know it's okay. I understand that you're hurt and I'm gonna take care of you. I'm not gonna be angry and disappointed and frustrated with you that you're not letting me run. I know that you were being a bulldog. You were trying to protect me. But now, boo, I'm with you. We are one, we are whole, we're in it together. And I'm gonna stick with you as long as it takes to get you back running again. And if you're never able to run again, that's okay. We can do other things. Thank you for protecting me. And now I'm wanting to protect you too. That's how I talk to my body. And that's how my PHT has gotten so much more manageable. I drink lots of water. I drink lots of Topo Chico. I don't miss alcohol one little bit, not even 1%. I see people drinking. I smell people drinking and I'm like, bless your heart. It's so much better without that poison toxifying your body. I've seen the light and I'm never going back. My Masogi has done what it's supposed to and that is make life better. You get out of the comfort zone and into things that are challenging you and uncomfortable and things get really good.
I thank you, Michael Easter, for The Comfort Crisis. Best book I've ever read. Highly recommend it. We are out of time, and I still have two books to recommend to you. Keep walking, and I'm going to talk you through these last two. Dr. Richard Rohr wrote the book, The Universal Christ. I'm going to link an Oprah podcast in our show notes that will open your eyes to why you need this book. It was part of my 2023 Masogi. Everything I just ranted all over also had roots in the universal Christ. It is not the same churchy, churchy talk that you've learned all your life if you've grown up in the South as I have. It is the book you have to read, whatever your religious affiliation is. The Universal Christ by Richard Rohr. Last book, and I'm saving not the best for last because they're all the best, but I am saving the book called Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg as my fourth and final recommendation as a book you just have to read. You don't change your life by taking grandiose moves and expecting it to stick. You take tiny habits like flossing one tooth or doing one jumping jack. Dr. B.J. Fogg is the director of Stanford Behavioral Design Lab. He is brilliant. He will teach you how to change your life in tiny manageable habits that you're like, how did I not do this all along? It seems so simple. I can do this. I can do this. Because by flossing one tooth, then you start flossing two teeth. And before long, you're flossing all of your teeth. And that's just one example of the many, many habits you can change through the tiny habits method. There are tiny habits coaches. This program works. I promise you it works. If it worked for me, it can work for you. Read the book. Read all of these books. They are fantastic. Our time's up today. You can tell my music stopped. And so you don't have to keep walking any longer. Get your children out of that jogging stroller. Give them a high five. You need to read Bold Move by Dr. Luana Marquez, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, The Universal Christ by Dr. Richard Rohr, and last but not least, Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg. Don't forget your bonus read. It's a tough one, but such a great one. The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel Vanderklok. Thank you for joining me for our Sweat Like a Mother episode, and I'll see you next week where we are going to walk and also add in some squats with our walk for a Barbie-inspired Sweat Like a Mother. Come back next Friday for episode six.